This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. We've all heard Arnold's classic one liners like, I'll be back and get to the chopper! But today, we may hear the best one of all. Rubble baby buggy bumpers, because we're talking last action hero! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Oh, yeah, do we got that big guns? Yeah! I feel like my balls grow while I'm listening to this. My balls have always been the same size. So okay. Just I don't me. feel that way at all. Just wait. Here we go. Ow! Anyways. Oh, just so good. This is li- literally one of my favorite ACDC songs written specifically for this movie. It's not my favorite ACDC song written specifically for this movie. That means the only one. I'm, I'm, I'm confused I meant, by your qualifications. I meant sir. out of all ACDC songs, this is one of my favorites. And it is also written. It is also written for as a separate thought. It's a separate thought. It is. Also I just written. ran it all together. My new favorite thing to do is to do an air instrument that isn't present in the song that's playing. Like keep. Yeah. <laughs> like I have no idea if there's keyboard in this song actually. Well, a little violin in here. Yeah. Some cello. Some a triangle. Some yo-yo ma. Oh, kick it up here. <laughs> I'm only playing the guitar like this so it fits in frame. I know guitars aren't played like He this. doesn't know that. I do. Anyways, all right, that's enough of that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I uh, swear to God, I thought Josh and Steve or me and Josh or somebody at some point on this show when I wasn't here covered this. That's the only reason... Mm. We have made the grave error of never talking about Last Action Hero until now. I had to scroll through, and I scrolled through like three times to make sure I wasn't just that's thorough messing up. Don't ever say that Ben doesn't try. I try because that's that take that probably took at least five. Because minutes. holy shit, man, this came out in '93. I was 11 years old. Little backstory: I wasn't. They know on the show I was raised. I wasn't like raised like Amish and like super prude. No, you watched porns <laughs> about getting pizza. But. <laughs> Everyone knows no, Deep it was Dish a, It was a float. Everyone knows that. I don't think there's any pizza ever confirmed in that. I just remember a pool and a float. Anyways, but I was, uh, my parents wouldn't let me watch R-rated action movies or R-rated movies in general until I was like 16. My first, or 15, I saw Terminator 2 was my first one. But I remember I was, since this was PG-13, I was allowed to see this. This is pretty violent for sure. an 11-year-old to see. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is the coolest movie ever because it was funny Bridget Wilson, I think, is her name in this. <sighs> What's her name in French? You'll probably find it. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, this apparently is the Canadian release because it says, La Dernière des Heroes, Eros. And it says, Arnold Schwarzenegger, la superstar de films d'action rêve, le grand d'arthur le rôle. It's really... This is what you guys great. come to us for, is yeah. for, for Fren- French French readings of French, yeah, I'm pretty sure. movie synopsis. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, so I was stoked on it. I loved it as a kid. It's basically 
my fantasy as a child of going to an action and as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love it if I went to a Marvel or, or to Wonder Woman or, or any action movie that I love nowadays, The Expendables, and I'm sitting in the theater and all of a sudden something pops out of the screen. And I'm like, oh, guys! And I'm the only one in there, and I get sucked into the movie, and suddenly... That would be amazing! Yeah. This well, is basically the reverse of Woody Allen's Purple Rose of Cairo, where Jeff Daniels comes out of the screen and falls in love with the woman who's in the theater. Right. It's basically the reverse. And then the final Girls, which came out uh, like a year or two ago, is basically the horror comedy version of this. Also... Just Jum- dropping a whole bunch of useless knowledge right Jumanji. now. Jumanji. Jumanji, yeah. Is yeah. somewhat related. Somewhat related. Yeah, Anytime they go into you- the board game. Or the board game becomes And the immersive. new one, they go into like a, a video game version of it. Yeah. Which sounds terrible, but the trailer looked really funny. We'll see. Pending opinions. Pending on the new opinions. Jumanji. Yes, yes, yes. We'll Anyways, keep you updated week to week so on what we think of the new Jesse Jumanji. Jesse has a confession to make. He, he, You've never seen this. I still haven't seen it, so this show is <laughs> going to be fascinating. Uh, no, I had never seen it. Um, have you ever, had you ever heard of it or knew anything about it at all? I have heard of it, but didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so did it help when I prefaced, like, hey, it's kind of a parody action film? Yeah, a little bit. It's um, This one, uh, unlike other ones that we've covered, like Machete, I feel like, didn't do a great job of like signaling their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, like right away, is very much like action genre tropes times a thousand, <laughs> and we're amazing. just going to jump into it. It's amazing. Oh my god! So I think I think uh, so. What do you think of it? Now, uh, I really really liked it. I think it did a great job of sort of winking at itself and knowing what it was, and like having the appropriate amount of awareness and self respect at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, it's uh, it's always funny to me to see somebody make fun of themselves. Um, yeah. In I mean I don't know. Sometimes it goes too far, but like in this particular movie, I think. It's so measured and so appropriate. Yeah. And like he, n- nothing's off color at all. He's just sort of Schwarzenegger is just sort of like understanding how he and his movies are perceived. Yep. And does a great job of just poking the bear a little bit. And what's even weirder to me is that I feel like this is one of his best performances. Because yeah. he he shows comedic range. He has some cool dramatic moments. He's still badass. It's like, I mean, I know we'd seen Kindergarten Cop by now, and we knew he was funny in Twins and that, but this, like, for me, this is, like, one of my favorite Schwarzenegger movies, because you basically get every side of him in this movie well, and also, that you go to the movie his movies for. Sure, and also there's, like, just another level um, of, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but, like, he's he's basically spoofing himself, so mm-hmm. you're you're not but looking... But taking it deadly serious, oh, of course. which is the yeah. best kind of spoof. Right, right, but it, you're not looking at his performance as a performance. Mm-hmm. It's more, like, uh, sort of one step removed from his performance. So it's, it's a little more acceptable, all the, like, quirks and stiffness and, yeah. like, you know, whatever but that I would, he has. I would, but I would argue that he's less stiff in this. He's the loosest in this movie that I've seen in, in a lot of his work. Where he's a lot looser. I I just wonder if he's actually looser or if it just feels that way because he's spoofing himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. So I don't know. The um the thing that I also love about this movie that you brought up Machete and I love Machete, but I think that this film is a parody of action films, but still has awesome action in it. And yeah. that was the thing that we talked about when we talked about Machete is that the action is just kind of so goofy that I love Machete, but it's just kind of. 
so goofy that it's not even badass anymore. Yeah. And this is badass. When that, that car chase scene where he like launches off the bridge and the other car falls and blows up and they're like just throwing dynamite sticks in the road. It's awesome. Well, and also just like the casual downtime they fill with like sort of superfluous action. Like when he's just driving down the highway and like cars are crashing behind him, yeah. there's just like stuff all the time. Yeah. And like when he, every time he pulls up somewhere, he destroys some sort of property yeah. or like, like crashes cars For or whatever. Th- that scene you're talking about when they're on the highway and the cars are crashing behind him. I thought it was spoofing how in all movies, when people are talking more than they're looking at the road, like clearly they would be running people off the road. Yeah. So I love that because I always think that when you when you're watching a movie, and even as an actor, when you're in a scene and you're supposed to be talking to somebody, there is that in real life you're pretty much just like yeah, 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 unless you're an asshole, right? But in movies you're more like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, like you, yeah, they sometimes yeah, yeah. will hold eye contact with the passenger seat for so like long. a full five seconds. <laughs> you're like, there's no way no. you didn't kill someone. There's no way. But that's why in this one it's hilarious. But anyways, yeah. So let's do the plot in under three minutes because holy hell, this is so great. And by the way, um, I was talking to some of the uh, Twitter followers. I do actually have the the la- you can't probably see it, but the last action hero soundtrack. I transferred it from CD. To my iPod Touch, by the way. I still have an iPod Touch. Good for you. Because I'm old school. Stay strong. That's 16 gigs of awesomeness. <laughs> You're which, o- old school, like, is not even old school. It's just, like, obsolete, it's super recently obsolete. modern technology. <laughs> It's like CDs are kind of old school, but you're like, no, let me let me well, take it off my old school device and put it on something that I guess like, you're right. if no I had, one would ever revive. If I brought a disc man yeah. <laughs> in here, that would have been even better. Like uh, with skip protection. Ooh. Remember that? So you can go jogging. Ooh. You, they like you assumed that you could go jogging, but you couldn't. Like it wasn't that much skip protection. That was the worst because I remember switching from selling my Walkman and getting a, a, which half our audience doesn't know what the hell we're talking about right now. Look it up, but getting, fucking Google it, getting, audience. Getting a disc man and aggressive. being that was super aggressive. I feel protective over disc man. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I thought I remember getting one, and the first one I had skipped when I was playing it in the car because uh-huh. I still had a cassette player in the car, and you get like that other cassette that was wired that yeah. you would plug yeah. it into the cassette player in your car, and then plug that into your disc man. And then the disc would skip all over the place. Yep. And then you get skip protection basically meant that the CD attached super hard to the middle section. Mm-hmm. Which still didn't help if the entire thing if was... If, yeah. So if you're in a car... Anyways, uh, we're old. I'm old. You're younger still. Anyways, let's do the uh, nice. plot in under three seconds. How's that? Er, th- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And Arnold's in it! And he shoots stuff! That's it. Three minutes. Three seconds. Ready? Can you adjust our time to three seconds? Thank you. Whenever you're ready in the booth, we'll count it down in five, oh, or three hours. Oh, God, not again. Tell me. Okay, here we go. And whenever you're ready, count it down. Oh, God. Okay, uh, so we start off. Uh, uh, Arnold's walking on top of cars. There's a hostage situation going on. Uh, his, the chief, Slater, yelling at him. Uh, he crushes a walkie-talkie after saying, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. He goes up there. Uh, his son's hostage. The thing, the the film gets out of focus. You realize it's Danny uh, watching it in the movie theater. He goes, Nick. He goes up to his buddy Nick up there, and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, it's out of focus." There's a homeless guy trying to sleep. He he finds out there's going to be a midnight screening of Jack Slater Four that only he's going to be invited to because he knows the movie owner. He goes home to his mom. He goes home to his mom, and his mom makes sure makes sure that he stays home because they live in apparently the worst neighborhood worst in the history of the ever. world. Like you open the door, and immediately someone comes in to rob your house, which scared um, the shit out of me when I right, was a kid. Right, so that 
that happens. So yeah. the uh, guy runs or guy goes in. He realizes there's nothing there. Um, so, but now uh, Danny has access to a uh, handcuff key. Yeah. Oh, so he goes to the police. The police are like, "All right, we're, we'll look into it. Uh, go ahead home. Go straight home." Um, instead, he goes to the movie theater to see this uh, yep. Jack Four. Jack Slater Four. Yep. And he's watching it, and he's like, "You're gonna pay." And he gets to see a little bit of the bad guy set up with Benedict. And oh, they, and his friend gives him the magic ticket. Magic ticket. Houdini's ticket. Yeah. And so the ticket starts getting electricity, and a stick of dynamite comes out during one of the chase scenes, and he's like, Nick, blows up. He ends up in the backseat of Jack Slater's car. Car chase happens. Uh, He starts saying, listen, it's a movie. It's a movie. Jack Slater's like, yeah, whatever. I don't believe you. They go to the police station. There's people being partnered up with an overweight partner and a skinny one, and then a cartoon cat and a regular (laughs) one, and then a digitized Humphrey Bogart and a regular. It just gets crazy. And um, they go around looking for drug dealers. He says, look, I can tell you where the house is because oh, his second cousin Frank dies, yep. mm-hmm. gets blown up, and the kid says, I know where he was. So he says, that's the house right there. Uh, so they go in, um, and now the bad guy knows they're onto him. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's killing drug dealers. Are they any in the house? Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. And so the bad guy knows they're onto him, and then um, uh, he, he uh, oh, he follows him home to, we are introduced to Jack Slater's daughter, um, Bridget Wilson, and then um, him and Danny's kind of crushing her. Skeezy was supposed to be kissed instead of Danny. It'll make sense later. Uh, oh, God. Uh, they blow up the house. Uh, it was his ex-wife's house. Jack Slater's really mad. Benedict knows about it. There's a chicken with Danny and the bike and, and Benedict, and then he flies off. And so, so the bad guy gets the ticket. He goes uh, back to the real world, so Danny takes Arnold back to the real world yep. also, where he starts to play by movie rules and realize that he can get hurt. Yep. Um, they start looking for the this. bad guy. Oh, shit. They start looking for the bad guy, but he's gone into other movies and he's taken villains. The Ripper, um, from, the Jack Ripper three. from Jack 3. So they go to the movie premiere. Uh, the R- Ripper is there. and They're going to kill they, Arnold, th- so there's no more Jack Slater. Yep, and then Arnold falls down uh, off the building, right? Or, no, no, Danny falls no, off Danny the building. No, Danny falls off the building. Arnold saves him. They kill Benedict. They end up back in the movie. Jack Slater lives! Whew, that's hard. I've seen this movie like 12 times, and it was still really hard to do. And I just want to reiterate, I haven't seen this yet. So <laughs> that was incredible. That was just impressive. you making it up. Very impressive I appreciate that. on my part. Let's get into this, because uh, you got a hard out of five, right? Uh, not hard, but ish. yeah, ish. Okay, let us know when it's 505-ish or whatever. Uh, okay, so... Uh, first off, that opening shot where uh, just Arnold's sweet ass boots, yeah, come walking in on top of every cop car that's just gotten mowed down by the Ripper. There are like, I would say, upwards of a hundred cop cars there. Yep, just yep. walks across all of them, and then we get one of his first amazing one-liners. Um, where the chief's yelling at him, he throws him the badge. It's every cliche from a '90s action movie, '80s and '90s action movie ever in this movie, and it's so funny. Uh, which is hilarious that I understood this as a kid, having not seen any of these movies. <laughs> but I remember being like, "Ha ha!" Like I think it's such a spot-on comedy with these moments that, like, you you can get it even if you haven't seen every single like the two days to retirement. That's a lethal weapon nod. But even if you hadn't seen legal, lethal weapon, you've you've seen a movie sometime where a cop was about to retire and gets killed. Sure. So, anyways, uh, first sound clip, clip number one, please. You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. <laughs> He kicks a guy square in the nuts and launches him in the air. Oh, is, that, shit. is is acres a, a known euphemism for for nuts? Uh, n- is that what he's saying there? I think he was just saying how far he was going to launch him. Because um, he says you want to be a farmer, he has a couple of acres, and then he launches him in the air. I I get that you're you're probably being nitpicky that there was not even no, one acre. I'm that not. He got <laughs> 
I'm not even nitpicking. I'm literally just cute because I've never heard anyone say that. So I didn't know if that's what he was referring to or if he was just. <laughs> I literally it, think it was just made up. It's just a random reference. Cool. I think right. so. Like rubber baby, rubber baby yeah. buggy bumpers. Yeah. Um, so he cried. <laughs> Should we even do the, the. Can we play it again just because I love it that much? You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. <laughs> You know, my cousin actually uh, moved to Indiana from Ohio, mm-hmm. and um, he'd saved up a good amount of money. So he wasn't sure. Good for him. He yeah. wasn't sure what kind of house he could get in like rural Indiana, and he he went there and he and he looked at a house and he he was like, okay, I'll buy the house. And they're like, uh, oh, were you, do you need to have any kind of farmland? Do you have any livestock and stuff? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I could I could do that. I've always thought of being a farmer. And they're like, well, you're in luck. You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. He's like, wait, I don't just get the house, I get all these acres? Yeah, all these acres. That would be really surprising if that happened in California. Do you, <laughs> You're it, lucky if you get three feet. Good luck to you. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who was uh, an insurance agent for State Farm, mm-hmm. and he was not super happy there. He wants yeah. to go out on his own, a little like smaller company, um, not as corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, from what he understood, like... Uh, the the longer you'd been at a company, the more uh, wet and breath, mm-hmm. breath, width yep. and breath like that. Um, of the city you get to cover. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so he was just starting out at this new company, uh, Farmers Insurance. Yeah. And the the person who ushered him in said this to him. You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. <laughs> at, at Farmers Insurance, they call all of their employees farmers. They're farmers. Yeah, yeah. it is Farmers Insurance. It is. You know, they, it's like... A, it's like um, it's like what is it? Farmers only that dating website yeah, that's yes. all for farmers. It's all for farmers, and it's but, like super hot girls that are like all on like rodeo bulls and stuff. Like, I want to date somebody who understands what I'm into. Well, you clearly, have spent a lot of time on farmers only. I don't know a single thing. I've about only it. seen a commercial. You guys look up a commercial for farmers only right after you Google Walkman. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, not y- Watchman. Walkman. No. Uh, let me know what you think about pixels. Um, the- <laughs> Fuck you and your pixels. Uh, yeah. Little known we got to cover pixels about, on here eventually. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, about farmers only is, or no, farmers insurance is yeah. that they don't insure farmers. They call their employees <laughs> yeah, yeah, farmers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. So of I course. just wanted to make that clear of course. before we moved on. So uh, I love that th- there's the square off with the Ripper. The Ripper's kind of a creepy villain, you mm-hmm. know, Play, I, played by, oh shit, what is his name? I forget. He's, he was a pretty well-known actor and he still does stuff. He's a character actor. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it something i'll figure it out later um anyways uh, i need to write this stuff down but he's it's a creepy scene it has kind of a dark opening where his son's being held hostage and there's this uh you don't know what happens because it goes out of focus we find out it's all a movie nick goes to school because he's four hours late he just goes to the movies all the time so he's kind of like me in my life now where i should be writing or doing something productive but instead i'm just always watching movies yeah um, um i you you know that as a as a human, an empathetic human being watching these movies, I have always have concern for small businesses <laughs> and how they stay open. Who, what the fuck is this movie theater doing? With just a homeless guy, just and a, a kid? homeless guy and a kid, and the kid apparently is the only person that, ever in this theater. That's why it's closing down. Remember, there's a sign out front that says there's a multiplex coming in. I mean, 
like they maybe should have gone with a smaller, smaller I, auditorium, I think, just I like mean, fewer it, seats. It had been around for decades. Good God! It was it was an allegory for the death of the the uniplex or whatever you call it, the singleplex movie theater. Yeah, well, and a multiplex. I mean, maybe have an event there, do a concert of some sort, do a car just to wash. Like, yeah. So he goes to class, and he and the teacher there, who I uh, is starts talking about Lawrence Olivier's Hamlet, mm-hmm. and um, the kids are all laughing because it's black and white and silly, and he starts daydreaming that it's an action movie with Arnold in it, and I would watch the shit out of this version of Hamlet. Yeah. So Arnold's riding up on his horse after he's killed Claudius. He's killed all these other bad guys, machine guns firing in black and white, but just the muzzle flare is, is in color. <laughs> and then this is his last line as he lights a cigar and everything blows up. Can we play clip number two? To be or not to be. Not to be. So awesome! I would watch the shit out of that. I would I would watch Arnold do any sort of Shakespeare. Can we please have an Arnold Shakespeare movie? Can we please have an Arnold Hamlet? I would even watch just Arnold do a Shakespeare reading. I would watch that too. I would watch it on grainy YouTube. I would not I wouldn't even <laughs> Grain you don't even need HD. I wouldn't even fight for the HD. No. Nope. If it was like coming in and skipping my like my cable that's was down much, or something like that's that. That's how much I'd, you want to see Arnold. Still, yep. Watch it. So Houdini's magic ticket, um, there's all this myth behind it uh, that Nick builds up, and uh, he rips it in half, and neither of them notice that, that like electricity comes out. Maybe they're, just, maybe they're just used to static electricity on the old carpet or something, so they're like, it. no, that's it. Yeah. So he goes in the theater, the dynamite stick comes out, Jack Slater's favorite second cousin uh, gets killed, and uh, um, I love all of Benedict's um, glass eyes. <laughs> I love my my favorite part was the like spoon holder that he has all his glass eyes in that we see later yeah. in his house. It's just like a tree with spoons coming yeah. out of it, and just probably <laughs> so good twenty five glass eyes. He has a there. smiley face. He has a bullseye. He has um, all kinds of weird glass eyes. Yeah. But the point where he takes out his glass eye, I swear his other eye is still there. They like forgot to remove it. Yeah, they're just like nah. It's not important. Fuck it. That's digital it's, stuff we don't have it's money a movie. for. It's a, it's movie a, movie. a movie. It's a movie and a movie. So, like, last action hero didn't forget to take it out. The movie. The movie did. Yeah, that's what it did. is. Yeah, Jack Slater 4 forgot to take it out. Yeah. So there's, um, he ends up in the car chase with Big Guns playing, which we played in the beginning, my favorite ACDC song uh, that was written specifically for this movie. <laughs> uh, running those thoughts together again. I love the Chuck and Dynamite cars are blowing up left and right. My favorite. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't grab this. I'm so mad I didn't grab the sound clip where an ice cream truck blows up, where a guy gets launched from the red pickup thing that's that's chasing Jack and Danny. He gets launched into an ice cream truck. It blows up just from his impact. And then another guy gets hit in the back of the head with an ice cream cone, and it stabs him in the back of the head, and he falls down. And Arnold says, ice that guy. Kona phrase. <laughs> it's the greatest. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't pull that. Do you want to? Do you want to go home real quick? And pull I do. It? Can we? Yeah. Should I, we pause? But this action scene's fucking badass. For that's the thing with for spoofs. Usually they skimp on the action, and the ice cream truck. It, there's a, there's a part where um a, a black van comes up and it opens the door and there's a Gatling gun in it. Yeah. And then he launches off the bridge and Danny boots. And can we play? Um, this is a life lesson from Jack Slater right here. Clip sure. number three. I voted. Sorry. I thought I was going to die. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you're going to live to enjoy all the glorious fruits of life is to offer. Acne, shaving, premature ejaculation, and your first divorce. (laughs) 
pretty bleak look. On all the, by the way, all those four things are completely related. Yeah. That was like a string of events. Yeah. That happened to Arnold. Acne. Yep. Shaving. Yep. Premature ejaculation, yep. which then leads to your first your divorce. Your first divorce. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the circle of life. It's if anyone's circle wondering. circle of life. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, so, by the way, was my favorite Elton John song made specifically for The Lion King. Specifically for The Lion King. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think it's funny, though, because I'm, I'm pretty sure my dad gave me a similar talk around the time that, the, that we were learning sex ed in, in school. Okay. Because, like, my parents were really weird about talking about any of that stuff with me. So, like, I, uh, it's just I was such an awkward kid because I didn't know anything about it. I, and, and I remember the talk pretty much went just like, do you know what sex is? Yeah. Do you have any questions? No. Okay, that's it. And I'm like, well, Dad, what do I have to look forward to? You know, like what, what does adolescence have for me? And he basically just said, he basically just said, I voted sorry. I thought I was gonna die. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you're gonna live to enjoy all the glorious fruits of life is to offer: acne, shaving, premature ejaculation, and your first divorce. Which, which he assumed would happen in your adolescence. Yeah, That's interesting. all of that in my adolescence. Your dad yeah. had um, interesting hopes for you. Yeah. I was going to say hi, but I don't think those are high hopes. <laughs> those are middling hopes. It's a really hard one to improv around. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, tell true stories around. Right. Uh, so the car chase, there's... Um, oh, I love the chicken that they do at the end where they're in the alley and they do they play chicken with the bad guys and the bad guys freak out and turn, crash into the world's weirdest model uh-huh. shoot ever where they're all in like strange 60s sci-fi leather and almost thongs and um then he the one guy gets chucked in the trash can i love as they leave he lights the dynamite and then throws it in there and blows up the last guy yeah god i love this movie this was a similar model scene to the spider-man 3 one yeah where they're just like they're randomly in the tower but at least this was a scaffolding yeah at least this was a spoof uh, I love what, so we talked about the cartoon cat. There's some great cameos in here. Sharon Stone shows up from mm-hmm. Basic Instinct. We mm-hmm. got Robert Patrick as the T-1000. Yeah, I forgot one gets partnered up with a rabbi. Uh, there's a rabbi and a cop. Yeah. And then there the cartoon cat, Whiskers. Who like, comes into work every day. He, he'll Arnold be here tomorrow. Yeah. He comes into work just like he did every day. What's your point? And then F. Murray Abraham shows up and he's like, Jack, don't trust them. That guy killed Mozart. Mo who? Because I, I remember, I'll never forget though. I got that reference as a kid because they showed us Amadeus in my uh, music class in grade school. And Amadeus, not only does it have kind of gratuitous nudity, it also has some gross stuff with when Mozart's being poisoned. And I remember Salieri, played by F. Murray Abraham, towards the end, like he tries to kill himself and there's like blood everywhere. And I remember being horrified by this as a kid and being like, how did this guy get away with it? And how was this? How are you watching this in elementary school? I don't know. Because then another teacher tried to show us Return of the Killer Tomatoes with George Clooney, <laughs> and there's like the outline of boobs for a second, and she panicked, took it out of the VCR, and put on Black Beauty instead. Like that were those were her two choices. Those, that's what she had with her. It was a horse movie or Return of the? She's probably like, oh, George Clooney. I heard this. He's on ER. I love me some ER. I love tomatoes. <laughs> I love tomatoes. Then they kill a good. I like marinara. So, <laughs> <laughs> now one of my favorite scenes is when um they go to the video store yeah and it reminded me of the blockbuster i used to work at a local store called video time back in ohio a blockbuster and then another place called the record exchange i've worked at a ton of video you worked stores. at all three of those all three of those wow. places yeah and um 
uh, Video Time had an adult section, which had some interesting interactions, but I'll get into that another day. Deep dish orgy. Deep dish orgy. Uh, anyway, so uh, they go in the movie store, and he's like, where's your Schwarzenegger films? And the clerk's like, oh, our foreign films are in the back. Not foreign action films! Mm-hmm. And then you see Terminator 2, and it pans up, and it's Stallone. Yep. And I just think that that's... A, I would actually... I'm interested to see if Stallone joined Terminator, what would happen. Uh, I would like to see Stallone do Shakespeare. I would like to see Stallone do Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm. It's also funny, like that Stallone was participating mm-hmm. in this joke because mm-hmm. they had to have asked him, right? Oh, I yeah. hope, yeah, oh, yeah, or at least he knew about it. Because um, it's basically like you're the you're the shitty Schwarzenegger, basically. Like you're the Schwarzenegger Is backup. He, I think I think it was more like a friendly rivalry between the two of them. Yeah, I know, but like that specific oh, thing that is specific like joke if is Schwarzenegger it. weren't here, then you would have gotten this yeah, part. Yeah, 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 I could see that. You know what I mean? And I think that um, they actually had. I saw the Expendables panel years ago at Comic Con, and uh, Arnold and Stallone were comparing body counts in their movies, and it was hilarious how they both knew like. Yeah, well, I killed the hundred, you know, like three hundred seventy-two. Yeah, well, I killed like four hundred fifty. You know, <laughs> it's just like and then and then Channing Tatum was there, and he was like, "Man, man I I killed four. <laughs> That's not good. That was before Twenty One Jump Street. Right. <laughs> the jury's still out on how many were killed there. And then he he, he does, I was just talking about step up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He killed the dance floor. <laughs> uh, I love that they call out how. Action movies never have normal-looking women. Yeah. How every woman is in, like, weird, like I said, Stanley Kubrick leather space odyssey stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that fits a Stanley Kubrick movie, by the way. That's okay. It doesn't make sense. That's okay. Uh, and how every movie ever, even till nowadays, has the 555 number. Yeah. Just in case. Because I think, I, I imagine at one point, or it's like that song 8675309, whoever has that number had to have changed that number by now, right? Yeah. Because yeah, and that song doesn't even have an area code. It doesn't. So that, so just, like, across the board, just you ev- can't have Well, that. yeah, but you know everybody in... Ev- I tried it back in Ohio. It was sure. like 330 Yeah. And I think it got somebody. My This is actually not a joke, but my freshman year in college, my dorm landline... Um, like we had five digit was extensions. No, no, no. Oh. We had, but we had five digit extensions. If you're calling within the university, and mine was zero six nine six nine, and I got a prank call just about every day. Oh, that's the fucking worst. Yeah, that's the worst. Five 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 five. So uh, they now. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So they figure out. Danny's like, I'll show you exactly the house it was. I know. I can point it out. And can we play clip number four? This is him pointing it out from seeing it in the beginning of the movie. The bad guys are in there. <laughs> you know something? I think you should be wearing this. Nothing I've earned it yet. I love that earnest. You don't understand. Oh, you just no, solved the entire case. You just revolutionized the entire history of police training. I mean, all these years at the academy, studying human character, psyche of the terrorist, fingerprint analysis, all the courses that I've taken in surveillance, hostage negotiation, in criminal psychology. I mean, all I had to do is just drive around the neighborhood and point my finger at the house and say, the bad guys ain't there. You think you're funny, don't you? I know I am. I'm the famous comedian, Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> I'm the famous comedian. <laughs> anyway, oh, I laughed at that. He goes, Schwarzenegger. And he goes, good zoon hike. Good zoon hike. It's so funny. I'm the famous comedian, Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> He says it wrong a couple of times, and it's funny every time. What's he does so? It. What sucks though is that this movie tanked, and I was reading on IMDb that Arnold considers this like his first 
and one of his only like major failures of his early career. And this movie didn't get the love it got. I forget. I I got some other things. Um, there is. Uh, oh man, this is this. Is, l- listen to the merchandising. The merchandising people came up with some Jack Slater action figures with guns, but Arnold vetoed the idea since it was a warmer and more cuddly action film, so he had to stick a dynamite instead. I have that action figure still, actually, at my place currently. I should have brought it in. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Uh, It had seven video games. I own one on Sega Genesis. A $20 million Burger King promotion. A $36 million theme park ride. NASA's first paid ad in space. As well as a four-story inflatable Jack Slater at Cannes. Uh, uh, and Schwarzenegger gave up 40, t- gave 40 television interviews and 54 print interviews in 24 hours, setting a new personal record. Let me repeat that. He gave 40 television interviews and 54 print interviews in 24 hours. That's somebody who wanted this movie to fucking take off, man. Jesus Christ. That's a bummer. He did so much for this. I want to know how many interviews he did total. If he stopped, if he was like, I'm only doing them in 24 <laughs> Just one day, hours. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. He's like, I only have 24 hours. Yeah. Cram them all in. Oh, man. That's some dedication. That's and I nuts. honestly, I still to this day, I think it ages really well. I think it's really funny. Uh, there's some heart to it with like the mom where they, she says, you think I wanted to be widow a widower by 40? Like there's some cool stuff with him and his mom. There's even some good heart between Jack and his daughter and... Uh, his son who passed away and how like Danny sort of starts to kind of fill that void. Mm-hmm. So they have some. So the the thing for me with spoofs that always works better is when they take when two things, when they actually love the genre or the yeah. or the movie that they're spoofing. Yeah. And it's it's more of a um, a respectful send up. It's like an ode, an ode to it. And when they take it seriously, when they do ridiculous things with a straight face. Like, this movie's pretty deadpan, for yeah. the most part. Like, even Benedict, um, played by Charles Dance, a.k.a. Tywin Lannister, mm-hmm. in this next scene where um, the, 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 the line that, we'll, we'll play that in a second, but he, he has these dogs out there that are snarling, and he snaps his fingers, and the dogs form a dog pyramid, and it's stupid as hell, but he, his face is still playing it like he's a real bad guy. And, like, he plays it just like... Anybody and any other like Alan Rickman was actually supposed to be in this and um, but he was too expensive. So Charles Dance and he couldn't give that many interviews in a, in a twenty four hour. Period. So Charles Dance wore a T shirt saying "Less expensive." <laughs> to Alan Rickman. Less expensive. Which I thought that was movies. awesome. In in the blockbuster uh, that they went to, Alan Rickman was actually playing this part in the movies that they were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he was the Charles Dance character. Yeah. Can we play clip number five? This is when Arnold goes to Benedict's house. May I help you? Yes. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? Mm-hmm. I beg your pardon? It's a beautiful day, and we're out killing drug dealers. Are they in the house? You know, <laughs> I don't mean to spoil anybody who hasn't finished Netflix's um, Narcos. I thought you were going to say 13 Reasons Why. About, about Escobar. Um, but eventually, they, they had tried to catch him forever. Mm-hmm. They're so, they, had, they had him in his own prison that he personally created and basically was a luxury place for him away from all police presence and finally all they had to do was go up to his front door and knock and say this may i help you yes could i speak to the drug dealer of the house please he, he came to the door it's a beautiful day and we out killing drug dealers at the end in the house and by that time his ego was so <laughs> big that he thought yeah right nobody can do it and then the guy just shot him they just did it that was the end they just did it that was the i don't think the guy made it off the premises alive but no True story. 
It's the final episode of Narcos Season 2. <laughs> True story, I haven't finished that season. But I, I, I read a spoiler but that, that that's definitely, the end of that's yeah. definitely how it ends. It's definitely. I, read, I watched the last bit. Yeah. I haven't yeah. watched episodes 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah, I read the spoiler, which is called The True Story. Right. You know, I watched spoiler. the E! True Hollywood yes. Story of the series Narcos. I love that they mock how often he says, I'll be back, when he's like, I'll be back. He yeah. didn't know I was going to say that. And he goes, yeah, that's kind of your thing. You shoehorn it into everything. Because I remember after I saw Terminator 2, I, I snuck <clears throat> any Arnold movie I could without my parents knowing as a kid. And it's amazing how many of his movies back then say, I'll be back. In fact... If any of our fans out there can tell us, I'm sure you, we could just Google it right now, but we're lazy. Uh, you tell us exactly how many movies has Arnold said I'll be back in that were not Terminator films. That's what I'd love to know. Challenge. We challenge. challenge. We will give you absolutely nothing except a heart on Twitter and a thumbs up. We'll get our respect. And is it more or fewer than the number of people Channing Tatum has killed in movies? Exactly. Exactly. And Step Up, too, and specifically. Step Up, yeah. Or Step Up. He wasn't in the second one. He, he was, but it was, was very, he? very brief. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Jack's son was killed by the Ripper. Kind of sad and fucked up, actually. Pretty dark. Um, then, oh, we meet his daughter in that awesome scene where she you think she's the damsel in distress in the background getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, ah! And she's getting slapped around. And she kicks the guy in the nuts, and it must be a, a genetic thing. Two acres. Like, she gives him two acres, too. <laughs> she gives him a couple acres yeah. into the dresser, stomps on him. It's fucking awesome. And, but the whole time she's screaming like she's still in distress. It's so good. Yeah. The only complaint I have about this movie is that I wish she came back in the end. Because they have her sure. here, and then they have her again when she brings him stuff when he falls in the tar pits. And I wish that she came back in the end. I wish she came out of the movies, too, or something. Well, they, they like, had enough um awareness of themselves to like put her in there and know that he needed some sort of like motivation some sort of like familial sidekick but not enough self-awareness to realize that how marginalized the women characters are in action films and so they like didn't bother bringing her back they were just like "Ah, yeah Yeah, pretty much yeah uh i i love the fact that she kisses danny in the beginning and uh she's waiting for a freshman boy named skeezy (laughs) <laughs> uh, not with an IE, with a Y. Yeah. He makes that abundantly clear to the cops. He sure does. Um, if your birth name is Skeezy, I, I would highly recommend changing it. Or going by your middle name. Go by your middle name. Yeah. Unless it's, it's Skeezy Deezy. <laughs> <That's, laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I mean, <laughs> you could. Obviously, you could because you came up with Skeezy Deezy. So. <laughs> I feel like the sleep deprivation is making this show, this show really interesting. Anyway, so, long story short, the house, Benedict comes in, he's like, how did you know, and I love when he's like, you heard a hair, you heard a hair on her head, and I've always wanted a yeah, bad guy to yeah, do this in a movie, because yeah. the good guy always says, if you harm one hair on her head, and I love that in this, he goes, wait, and he walks over, plucks a hair, brings it over to him, and then, pink, he was saying, and I'm like, yes, yeah. I wanted that to happen yeah. in like every action movie ever when that's said. And he does it. He and did. Th- that's where this movie, like we said, movies like Machete sometimes get a little too goofy. This still remains badass, even in its goofiness. Like, that was a badass villain moment to me. Yeah. It's awesome. And and it's like something that, uh, like, asserts the villain's power and authority yeah. in the yeah. moment, like, in addition to also being sort of goofy and fun. Yep. And then Jack Slater arrives via the um, skylight. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what is he says something like, uh, something I don't know. And he grabs the machine guns, blasts the two guys, then jumps 
and the guy falls in a chair, and the other guy is over here. And I love that his idea is to rip the the socket out of the, the wire loose, electrocute the guy's hand to make him shoot the other dude. Awesome. Strong choice. Awesomeness. Strong choice. Awesomeness. And then Benedict escapes in his car, and the fact that they spoof even good guys, like how far they're able to jump without hurting themselves. How at first they show this. This is a great example of how they juxtapose badass with goofy right next to each other. They first show this wide shot of Jack Slater jumping in slow motion, looking like he's jumping down three stories. Looks awesome. Next shot, he does a he lands like on a, a hand plant, standing. I don't know gymnastic terms, but he's like he's like doing a full on handstand. He flips around and does like one of these, yeah. and then they, he just does all these amazing gymnastic moves to kind of undercut the badassness of the last. The thing only thing saw. that would have made it better is if there were judges standing right there <laughs> and they had held up numbers for his form. Oh god, which was spot on. He would have gotten tense. So then uh, Danny's riding his bike. He's like, I got. At this i'm a good guy nobody can i can't die it's gonna be okay and then he realizes this can we play clip number six as he's playing chicken with a car and he's on a pink girl's bike i'm a comedy psychic oh shit i'm a comedy psychic it's not gonna work he launches in the air we get a spoof of et right there as mm-hmm. he as he goes in front of the 80s moon which only 80s movies had moons that large well, that was before global warming. Yeah, we were closer to the moon <laughs> in the 80s. Actually, in fun, not to pimp out our own movie, but in Funhouse Massacre, if you look, uh, fans who've seen it and fans who haven't, you're not a fan yet, I guess. Anyways, um, but there's a shot of the sheriff station, and the director specifically had our VFX guy put a giant 80s moon in nice. there because we wanted it to have that kind of that feel. That's By the way, that is my favorite moon made specifically for <laughs> the Funhouse Massacre. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so then Benedict goes in. I love that when he finds the ticket, the Twilight Zone happens to be playing on TV. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, uh, what else? Oh, when... Um, it's hard for me to talk about movies that I love so much because I can't make fun of them. I just love them. That's okay. But it's okay. I, there's nothing to make fun of in this movie. It's amazing when the body bag's being pulled out of his house and he's like, wait. And he pulls out a cigar from the dead body bag <laughs> and starts smoking it again. Which is great because I sort of was concerned in the very beginning, the first scene, he like snuffs his cigar out mm-hmm. with his foot. And you don't like, like littering. Well, I don't like littering, but also, like, that's what you do with cigarettes. You don't do that to a cigar. You save your cigar. Yeah. You put it out and you keep it. And he saved it this time around. This time he around, he saved it. it. He Good. made up for it. Yeah. Because it was, like, all blown like that. Like, yeah. Like the like the zombies in The Last of Us, how mm-hmm. their faces go. You're like, yeah. I don't know that reference. That, the Demogorgon and Stranger Things. Yeah, no, one? I know that okay, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that second season trailer. By the way, have you seen it? Yet? I haven't seen the trailer. Fuck, yet. Are you, you seen it at Comic Con? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. They've released it online. Yeah. Stop everything you're doing and watch the Stranger Things two trailer. I, see, the thing is with the Stranger Things two trailer, I don't want grainy YouTube. Oh no so no I no! no. They get... released it. They released it legitimately. All right, no, but I'm saying I have to find a good feed. Oh, it's incredible. All right, I've seen it seven times. All right, so they go back to the chief station. Can we play the chief rant because this before he's yelling at him, and this has escalated. He's yelled at him so much that it's actual gibberish with a few things like listen specifically for the diary of Anne Frank and and I, I believe something else we'll find out you took the bread out of cut make it toast like a take from you I got the California Razor Captain doing all me a friend of the diary of Anne Frank doing all me a friend in my friend of the cinema tiny tiber step going to the toilet so what you ball peen jack of meters I'll suck the bread out of cut make it toast like a take from you you know you took the bread out of the man you better get in the beach you know you took the chicken I feel so innocent 
We'll see if this is clear enough. Give me your badge. And this time you won't get it back. It's so good. I want to play that again because there's definitely Tiny Tim. It's definitely California Raisins. There's Diary of Anne Frank. There's Toto. Uh, let's see what else we can hear this time. You slipped the bell out of cut. Make it toast like a cake from you. I got the California Raisins. I got the Dona Almea Brenda. I got the Diary of Anne Frank. Dona Almea Brenda. And my friend's name Tiny Tim. I stepped on to the Dona. The white, you ball, pink, Jack of Minas. I slipped the bell out of cut. Make it toast like a cake from you. You know, you kick a man in the mattress. You know, you kick a man in the mattress. The best is a close-up because it back. starts off as just on his back and then a close-up where he's literally clearly just going, yeah. <laughs> It reminds me of when uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern are, are fake swearing in Home Alone. Like, the record's rigging, rigging, yeah. rigging. You got the California Raisins through the Diary of Van Frank with little t- Tiny Tim and the Toto. This this one felt like a preemptive spoof <laughs> oh, of, the, of the police chief in Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. <laughs> yeah. Who just like who has the Wusa thing? because yeah. he's still worked up. Bad Boys Two is just a spoof of itself. I yeah. feel like. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! I love that so much. Ah, this is where the black and white digita- digitali- digitization of Humphrey Bogart comes in. They lose their badges. We go home to his apartment. I love that they. There's so there's so much specific detail in this to what they spoof. They spoof down to the minutia of action movies, like when they go when they're like. Here's my home, and there's nothing in there. Yeah. Like, every action star, every Jason Bourne, everything, they never have anything. This is literally an empty apartment, except his closet, which he turns and shoots three times, and a bad guy <laughs> with, like, a ski mask, a rope, and a knife, and a gun comes falling out. And then all he has in his closet are multiples of his same outfit and boots. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and they do it, they actually do this a couple times when he's, like, um, there's a, a gun in the glove compartment, and then Danny opens the glove compartment and just like 20 guns yeah. fall out. Or the Ripper in the beginning was like, come on, Jack, you're only holding one yeah, gun. And, and he, he like pulls out all. like seven. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, my God. Uh, then they go, they realize that the funeral of Leo DeFart uh, is going to be a nerve gas bomb that's going to kill the mob. And then the main guy is going to be uh, the head mob guy now. So they go there and Danny's supposed to stay in the car. He comes and uh, Salieri, a.k.a. F. Marie Abraham, who killed Mozart is uh he he tricks jack gets him by gunpoint t- uh, chains him and jack uh, jack and danny to the the pole only to be saved at the last minute by whiskers the cartoon cat always yeah. save the day sex mocking of this always you know he always saves the day and i love that when he goes to the funeral uh this is another thing they spoof that action movies do where good guys will change a small thing about them and no one notices like he goes in their full jack slater outfit but puts on a baseball cap and suddenly none of the mob notices. Yeah. He runs up to the corpse because he realizes he has to get it out of there or everyone's dead. And can we play clip number eight? This is him pretending the body has come back to life and he's going to get it out of there. You hear this? Help me! Get me out of here! My God! This man's not dead! And then everyone... At the funeral that's in the mob just, like, starts pulling out guns. It's so good. It's perfect. Well, almost. Before, they all buy into it because that voice. Right, right, right. Let's play that voice again. It's very convincing. I don't know what Leo DeFart sounds like. He just sounds like, just like this. Just like I don't know um, what uh, what Jared Kushner sounds like either. <laughs> but it could very, it could sound like this or it could not. I it totally stole does. that from John Oliver. <laughs> Help me! That sounds like a Leo DeFart, Jared Kushner, to me. 
Um, when I looked at the physical Leo DeFart, I imagined a voice that was. Did you hear this? Help me! Just like that. Like that fits. That's how sometimes I feel when my uh, when my improv jokes are going bad on this show. Yeah. I just want just I want just to want to scream him. out loud. Help me! Get me out of here! <laughs> I just want to say that out loud. Just, Help me! Get me out of here! From now on, that's our that's uh, our red you button. Know, I still have the sound clip. Go away, baiting on my yeah. phone because I can't bring myself <laughs> to delete it. It's I just play it every once in a while and it just makes me smile. Oh. Go away, baiting. Oh. Anyway, so um, it works. Practically so, I also. love that he's the crowd believes him. He's running through the crowd. He's like, Dude, is there a doctor? I'm a doctor. You're a doctor? Check his chin. Clocks him in the face. And that's when everybody's like, there's something nefarious going on. And I love the specific, how they, how they, they go to several old women with massive guns. Yeah. Like old women in wheelchairs, old women with canes. And they're like, it's so awesome. Yeah. And then this is another example of a great action sequence where he tosses Leo DeFart to the crane that Danny's controlling. And then he runs along as there's all these practical squibs going off and things exploding everywhere. He jumps on an elevator, crashes through there. The dudes show up. There's a helicopter shootout with the guys. And then he makes the helicopter crash. And the elevator falls out. And he just narrowly catches Leo DeFart and falls into the La Brea tar pits. Which I actually was watching to see when they cut from the real La Brea tar pits. Because I was like, how did they do this? And I'm like, oh, when they actually fell in, it's completely a, a set. But they do a good job of making it look pretty practical and real to, to the actual La Brea tar pits. Yeah, I, and here's another point where I'm going to nitpick. Yeah. I don't know that there's a huge building around the La Brea tar pits. I think it's pretty, it's pretty is, clear no, space. Yeah, I mean, but this is the 90s. Maybe they've remodeled and changed. That's possible. And it is a movie, uh, and they, they a movie in a movie, a movie in a movie. Yeah, so, so it, made, was, yeah. it was a yeah. La Brea Tar Pits set. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Playing, uh, paying homage to, to the, the actual uh, yeah. La Brea Tar Pits uh-huh. that have no tall buildings around them. It's just a field. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. But it's that's another moment. That's another fun moment when he like emerges from the tar pits and then like just wipes his hand over his face and there's no more tar on his face let me tell you it's when, like spotless when my daughter eats uh, eight green beans this morning uh-huh. uh, little mashed up green beans it was harder for me to wipe off the green beans from her face than it is for jack slater to wipe off tar from yeah, his face it was great because he wipes it off his face and then danny says something like you know s- some people ha- like, tar stick to tar st- yeah <laughs> tar and then, and then we cut back to him and like his clothes are clean <laughs> like what the fuck it's so good <laughs> So good. That happens all the time. I, the only thing um, I think they could have spoofed also. Well, they do actually in the end when he gets shot in real world in the real world yeah. and he's dying and he comes back and they're like, flesh wound. I wouldn't even call this a flesh yeah, wound because yeah. that's the thing in action movies where it's like, uh, I remember Three Kings did a good job of actually explaining what happens and showing the internal damage, literally showing like an X-ray internal damage of what bullets do to people. Uh-huh. Because in action movies, how many times is it like, oh, I got shot in the stomach, and next scene they just have like a cast on and they're being, right. you know, the mayor is giving them a medal or whatever, and it's like, you'd still be in the hospital for weeks after that. Yeah, I've never been shot, but I feel like I wouldn't recover. I really hope I never. I, yeah. That's that's like a bucket list thing that's not on my bucket it's list. It's like an anti-bucket it's list. It's an thing. anti-bucket list. Yeah. If there's something that I, yeah, we should make an anti-bucket list like what can i do what list do i have that i never want to have happen never never Um, i never want to die at all yeah so can we just throw that on the the list list. so on my bucket list would be discover a cyborg technology that can keep my brain alive yep because if i'm if it's just my consciousness that's so it's going hand in hand you're pairing up your bucket and non-bucket list and you're hoping that they work together (laughs) 
That's, exactly. That's practice. To stop the anti-bucket list from yeah. happening. Anyways. We need a better name than anti-bucket this is, list. This is the best. So then Benedict's just chilling in his living room, and Arnold launches the big wheel. The, the, the Not big wheels. Big wheels is a tiny car, but launches the huge truck, monster truck, into yep. his living room. Mm-hmm. And he throws Benedict through the wall, and now they're in the real world, where... Um, Arnold Braunschweiger realizes that if he punches a window, it hurts. If he gets hit by a car, it hurts. He's starting to realize he's not immortal anymore. And Benedict, I thought it was an interesting twist how Benedict realizes in this world, bad guys can win. And he relishes in that. Can we play clip number nine? I've just shot somebody. I did it on purpose. I said... I have murdered a man, and I want to confess. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That's not that far off from real life, because there's a few a few months ago, before 4th of July, so fireworks shouldn't like be going on. Third it was like, it was 3rd like, of July and prior. It was like May-ish. Okay. I remember Renee and I were trying to go to sleep, and we heard these two pops go off, and our dog started barking, and I like went outside, and I was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, that didn't sound like a firework. And I called the cops, and they're just like, oh, we didn't get any other complaints about that in the area. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but... But here's one. But here's one. And yeah. they're like, it's probably just fireworks. And I'm like, what if it isn't? You want to check? They're like, well, I mean, we could send a police cruiser by, but what are they going to look for? And I'm like... Dead people. Something? Yeah. <laughs> it's just the weirdest... I don't know. That's happened... The, that's the, the that's few your ta- job. The few times I've called the cops in L.A., it's always like that. I remember there's another time where... These guys got out of a car back when I used to live in Hollywood, and they had bats, and they went into a house to behind, play baseball. To buy me, yeah, two in the morning when I was getting off work. Yeah, and I called the cops, and they called me back, and they were like, "Which side of Willoughby was it on, the north or the south?" Because if it was on the north, you have to call the LAPD. And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "If it's on the south, you got to call the West Hollywood PD." I'm like, "Well, they're dead now because you took forty minutes to call me yeah, back and ask." I guess this. don't worry about it. Jesus. Anyways, or so, they're looking for seven more. So as silly as this scene seems with Benedict, it's a very realistic representation of 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 the lack of police presence in certain well, areas. And also just like citizen That's not a slam concern. on cops, by the way. It's a slam on dispatch. Yeah, there you who's go. Who's not taking shit seriously. That's exactly right. Because cops do their job, but the dispatch... Because all the cops were occupied with other crimes yes. that they were very concerned about yes. and taking very seriously. Exactly. exactly. Um, but it's also uh, it, it's also a commentary on like citizen concern also um, and like sort of to a much lesser degree than you're talking about but like when a car alarm goes off and everybody's like huh. and everyone's like fucking turn that thing off. It's like okay maybe but also yeah. someone might be breaking into that yeah. car. Yeah. But no like no one's ever no been one. like let me make sure no one's breaking into that car. Nope. Not a single person has ever done Except that. Except me. Have you really? In our own garage, I'll hear something go off. Because we've had car break-ins in our garage. So I mm. run down there like, I'm going to get you this time! I don't know what I would do if I came face-to-face with somebody. I'd probably just be like, ah! And run back in and shut the door well, and hope they don't come through. You should definitely bring a bat with you because apparently you can run places with bats and yeah. no one will no one respond. Will notice. No one will respond. Yeah. we got to hurry this up. What, how, when do you got to get out of here, Jesse? Uh, what time is it right now? Uh, like soon. Like soon? All right, yeah, we'll try soon. to wrap this up. Pretty soon. So Arnold, uh, so Jack is getting pissed off because he's in the real world and he's getting injured, and 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 Benedict disappears in the back of a cab. But can we play clip number ten? This is his peak of anxiety. I've seen those movies where they say make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one, Rubber Baby Buggy Bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? That's 
might be my favorite Arnold line ever. How could you know he was going to say that? Rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said rubber baby buggy bumpers until this moment. No, except Shakespeare. I think Shakespeare had that. Shakespeare, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in Hamlet. Yeah. It was in Hamlet. Yeah, famous line. To be or not to be, rubber baby buggy bumpers. So, uh, well, I will skip ahead a little bit because I love at the premiere how many cameos they have. They have a little Richard cameo yeah. where he looks just <laughs> yeah. like he's on multiple <laughs> drugs. Uh, they're planning to assassinate Arnold Schwarzenegger to, to make sure that there's no more Jack Slater. Which, if I'm thinking of logic, though, there won't be any more movies, so they won't exist either. And it, and it won't negate him from the, the world that's already been created. So, you know, he's a bad guy that's figuring this out. So, yeah, the logic gets really, really iffy once they come Tom back Noonan. into the real world. That's the Ripper. There you go. It does. It gets a little <laughs> iffy. Um, like, the whole logic of, like, it's fun when the bad guy realizes, like, bad guys can win here. Um, but then beyond that, what his endgame is, is like... Bringing out Dracula, yeah, Dracula. just like a little bit unclear as to what he's doing. I, I, I think he just wants to win. But, they, just, but they like never assemble. He never creates which, like how a squad. Awesome, how awesome That, would, that would have be? been great. Like if this movie had a... a, had a oh, man, if they had Frankenstein, Dracula, like all these monsters come out at the end. Yeah. Because death comes out. Ian McKellen plays death. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, you're not on my list. He's very much like Magneto in this movie. Best Ian McKellen impression ever, That's, by the you way. You nailed it. You shan't know. You should have killed me when you had the chance, Charles. Uh, Chevy Chase makes a cameo. Damon Wayans, Van Damme. Yep. Uh, MC Hammer apparently is going to do the Jack Slater 5 soundtrack. It's the deal's locked. And I love when Arnold's, the real Arnold, not Jack, is being like, we kill a lot of less people in this movie. In the last one, we killed 139. In this one, we killed only 52. We focus more on character. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> yeah, awesome because that's what like action stars say about yeah. their movies. Uh, the Ripper shows up in full costume and they think it's Tom Noonan. And they're like, oh, hey, hey, what are you going to do here? And he's like, oh. I figured I might kill someone. That, <laughs> so that exchange was so great. I think that might have been my favorite part of the whole movie. When he's just like awkwardly shifting and like, uh, uh, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> he looked kind of how awkward certain celebrities look on the yeah. red carpet. And then, and then who was interviewing? Was that Chris Connolly? Who was yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, um, yeah, you should start with your stylist. <laughs> and it's like such a perfect like meet awkwardness with, with like, like the e- I'm going to do the best I can yeah. here. Oh, yeah. So good. So we'll speed through this a little bit, because then the big thing is that um, the big plan, I guess, for Benedict was that the Ripper was going to throw a giant axe down onto onto Arnold. And no one in the theater notices until Jack stands up with the gun. But ironically, he gets tackled by Arnold. And then he's like, hey, you should have told me that there was a stunt going to happen. And he's like, I don't like you. You've caused me nothing but pain. I was going to grab that clip, but I had 21 sound clips and I had to That's pare it too down. Many. Uh, so then they're fighting on the roof. Jack has Danny this time, just like his son. So you got kind of like this cool standoff that has a little bit of heart and drama to it that has stakes. For It's very rare that a parody has stakes. This movie does. And um, Danny gets thrown over. Jack chops the the thing and then um the electricity hits the rain and he j- this is where it gets a little like i don't know if in reality that would happen some of the things that happen in this final act in in the reality portion of in the, the reality movie? portion of the yeah. they, they kind of still bend reality a yes. little bit yes which i wish they would have stuck just super only what can happen in reality in the end yeah because you can still do cool things in reality like and when, you don't yeah need- like when he flings danny all the way back up perfectly under the roof i was like ah that's a little too much like Jack Slater. Right. But whatever. Right. That's me nitpicking like five minutes of an amazing movie. Yeah. So uh, the Ripper gets electrocuted, and can we play his awesome villain line, clip number 11? 
so good. I would watch a Last Action Hero Part 2 where they do fully assemble a yeah. squad. Yeah. That's what I thought was that's that. what I thought was happening. I would watch and then it, it didn't. Well, actually clip number 12 made you think this. You want to play that? That'd be interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that they threw Adolf Hitler in there. His performance stands the test of time. He's an awesome villain in this movie. It's very cool. He's still one of my favorite villains in an action movie. And I, ah, God, I love how he hams it up, but in a really fun way. I did, I did. It is interesting that they throw in Adolf Hitler because he's the only one that's not a fictional character. He's real. (laughs) He's real. Um, But it's, it's also interesting that, like, all these, like, none of these movies were current. So I just don't know how he was going into them because they went into the movie theater screen yeah well, did he have to rent all of these movies and you just have to hold he, a projector hostage yeah. until they played all these movies for him i was curious and and how does he know about them if did they play in the yeah they played they in the movie world they had a blockbuster yeah. in the movie world he must love Stallone. can he go into movies within a movie that's what, the se- that's what the seagull needs to do meets the in- last inception action hero. meets last action hero go within a movie to a movie until you reach limbo and then you can have just a whole other movie in limbo. Christopher Nolan, team up with Arnold and make this happen. Uh, we're going to play two more. A couple. What's that? Let's wrap up. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we're going to play uh, Arnold's line to Benedict where he shoots him in his exploding eye and blows up his entire body right here. <laughs> Clip number 13. No sequel for you. Yes! And we're gonna ha- we're gonna end on this last sound clip where Jack goes back into the movie. Basically, he's mortally wounded in real life. They remember that there's the other ticket in the ticket box because Death, aka uh, Magneto, tells him. They get him back in the movie. He's dying. The cops all rush over, and the guy goes, "It's not even a flesh wound." And then he, the chief's yelling at him. Can we play clip number fourteen? Put a sock in it. I don't care who does what to your Hershey Highway. And stop shouting. I'm not deaf. You know why you're shouting? Because it's in the script. You had the comic relief. Yes. And you know what else? I am the hero. So shut up! <laughs> so good! I wanted that to happen in all these action movies to the chief. It's like, fuck you! I solved the case! Yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to play big guns while we go out. But uh, this has been a blast. I love this movie so much. I could watch this a hundred more times. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it. Let us know what you think of it now. And if you have seen it, have you watched it recently? Does it age well for you? Is this a guilty movie pleasure? I think it's just a pleasure. I think it's a pleasure. I think it's just I a pleasure. A, That's I my vote joy, this week. A joyous time watching it. Uh, let us know what movies you'd like to see in the coming weeks. We're taking your suggestions. Somebody suggested Super Mario Brothers, which I would be down for. That it's is definitely bad. guilty. It's not bad. Jesse, where can they find you next? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse for uh, Sketch at The Prom Losers. We have a show at the Nerd Melt Theater this Sunday, 9 p.m. Check it out. I'm at the Ben Begley on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us at, at Guilty Movie movie guys where we talk all kinds of guilty movie awesomeness until next time ladies and gentlemen what is your guilty movie pleasure 
Trump producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed here are those of the host only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners and principals.